Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee, and I'm so excited to have on our show today, Cheryl Trasco. And I feel like ever since I started homeschooling two years ago, your name has been all over the homeschool social media pages, and you're such a beacon of light for many homeschool families who are just trying to figure things out in Palm Beach County. So thank you for taking the time to be with me today. Oh, you're welcome. And can you start off by telling us a little bit about your background, your education, your homeschool experience so far? So I started homeschooling in 1971, which is going to throw a lot of people, but that's because I was a kid back then who was being homeschooled. My family was traveling, sailing, and there are no schools at sea, so homeschooling was the option. And my parents had actually tried to hire a teacher to teach me, but the teacher never did her job. So out of desperation, they said, well, we can do better than somebody who does nothing. Uh, So that's when I first started homeschooling. Um, As an adult, I've been a classroom teacher, which gave me more reasons to want to not have my children in a school. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I knew even before I had children that I was homeschooling. In fact, my husband, before he was my husband, it was something we talked about. And at first he wasn't sure it was legal. Um, Once I reassured him that it was, um, he started, he was in the midst of a career change and was training to be a teacher. And the more he experienced different schools, the more he jumped on board as, yes, this is the best way to go. Uh, My own children have been homeschooled from the very beginning. So my oldest is 20. Um, uh, I have another one who is 18. And then I have an eight-year-old or almost Mm eight-year-old. The um, older two have been grad have graduated as homeschoolers. So they've gone all the way through. Uh, They were accepted to all the colleges they applied to. And uh, one is in college right now and the other chose to join the military instead. Uh, So both of them are doing well. Wow, Uh, that's so cool. So, you know, I've, I've homeschooled not only my own kids, but at one point I homeschooled a friend's child Um, I've also homeschooled a nephew, so I've I've done that, and I lead a homeschool support group, um, and I do homeschool evaluations, so, you know, I've come at homeschooling from all different directions. That's so good. I think that's where all your knowledge comes from, is just all the different angles, so I always see you answering question after question Mm -hmm. on Facebook, so it's really helpful. Just to go back, what were some of the reasons as you were a teacher, what were you saying that you were like, I'm going to have to homeschool? Were there certain things that... It's a combination of things, a lot of things. One is the longer I taught, the more I saw that standards were just going further and further downhill. So the kids in the school were not getting the kind of education their parents thought they were. Um, I saw too many instances of uh, schools covering up incidents, so parents didn't realize all that was going on in there. For example, um, when I first started teaching, and I was young and naive, um, 
there were a couple of kids in one of my classes who were clearly high. And if I was able to tell it, it was obvious. But when I reported it to administrators and said, I don't know what to do, what should I do? They said, it's okay, we'll take care of it. We'll come check it out. They waited till the next day. So all evidence is then gone and they just blow it off. Um, I saw lots of bullying. And in fact, my husband several years back uh, was sent to a retraining seminar by a local Palm Beach County school because he had written a detention for a boy who was stealing lunch money from a, <clears throat> from a smaller boy. And his school was very upset that he'd written up a detention for this, even though the younger boy said, he's been stealing my lunch money repeatedly over and over. And I thought a detention is hardly any punishment. So, uh, but the school did not want written evidence that there was bullying going on. And they said, basically, if you keep writing things up, maybe we'll transfer you to the least desirable school. You know, we'll, we'll, get you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so schools try to hide all that stuff. They don't want the public to realize what's going on. So that's a big part of it. And the real culminating piece was that um, I had a student in one of my classes um, pull a gun on another student. And wow. after the incident, I, I managed to talk the student into pointing the gun down and walking outside with me. I was sure that at any moment we were all going to be across the news and, you know, I wasn't sure any of us would make it home that night, but I talked him into pointing the gun down. I got an administrator there and the next day they brought me in and um, administrators did, and they, they wanted to talk to me about the student's punishment which was kind of weird because they don't do that. Um, and in this case, they started off to tell me how, oh, it wasn't a gun. It was um, a BB gun. And then as the conversation went on, they said it wasn't a gun. It was an air gun. And then later in the conversation, it wasn't a gun. It was a lighter that looked like a gun. And I was so traumatized that I didn't realize it at that point. But later I looked back and I said, wait a minute, clearly lies, because they changed their story multiple times here. Um, so some of it was just, right. I don't think schools are safe. And the more that I have thought about it and what schools do, the more I've become convinced that schools create a lot of the violence that goes on in them by their policies that ignore things and cover things up. So all of those are a big part of it. Plus, you know, schools are these days undermining a lot of the values that most of us want our kids to have um, and that sort of thing too. Exactly. Undermining the values and then not admitting to it, mm -hmm. covering that up as well. And we're right. talking 20 years ago when you were a teacher, right? Right. So, and it's gotten worse. Today, right. So my husband is still in the classroom. So I hear from him what's going on. And, you know, the more that he's there, the more, um, more evidence we have of why we don't want our kids there. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, it's not all the negatives. It's also 
that when I was a kid and was homeschooled while we traveled, I know that I got a better education. I learned more um, and I had a lot more free time to enjoy being a kid. So to me, it's a win-win any way you look at it. Yes, definitely. Wow, that's a really good testimony to homeschooling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so as we've, as we've seen, excuse me, um, this year, homeschooling has really increased um, for most families. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of forced into it maybe. Right. But what is, um, from, from an evaluator standpoint, what is one concern of parents that you're getting as we get closer to the end of year and um, did they do enough kind of thing? Sure. There are always parents who are concerned. Did they do enough? They're worried about if I'm putting my child in school next year, how are they going to be placed? Are they going to be forced to repeat this grade? So a lot of what I'm doing is reassuring them. Uh, In general, homeschoolers tend to learn more than they would in school, partly because of how much the standards have lowered, partly because in a school, they're dealing with, you know, 20 or however many kids in a class. The teacher does not have time to answer all the questions. And the curriculum, you know, it's, it's forced to follow a certain pace, and that pace may not match your child. Whereas when you're homeschooling, if you see that your child has learned certain concepts, you can say, well, let's skip past this. Let's get to some other things. Um, If you see that your child is struggling with something, you can say, well, let's slow down. Let's go back and go over material. So that ability to customize plus the ability to answer their questions right away Even if you don't know the answers, you can go searching online, find someone, but they get their questions answered rather than in a classroom where the teacher just doesn't have time. Um, So those things make it so that kids do tend to learn more while they're homeschooled. Right. So keeping up is usually not a problem. Um, And it's, they're concerned about how do they show their records Mm -hmm. so that there isn't a problem? And part of that is you go through the legal steps. You have to put in a letter of termination and an evaluation. And the evaluation is simply meant to verify that, yes, you are educating your child during this time. And as long as you can show that your child's been learning and that you've kept records of that, then passing the evaluation should not be a concern. Um, But if you do that, The other thing that I always recommend is typing up a transcript or report card. Um, And that throws a lot of parents. They're like, well, who types this up? It's like you do. Um, There are uh, samples and templates that you can find online to help you. It doesn't matter which style you use because lots of schools use different styles. Um, So you pick one. And a lot of parents then say, well, I didn't keep grades. And that's okay, because most of us don't focus on, is this an A or what percent? Instead, we focus on, do my children need to relearn some of this? Are there some problems here? Let's make sure you've got this material that you understand it. Um, So what you do is you just estimate the grades. You know, if your child was really struggling, you give them a D. If your child was doing well, especially if your child was using materials above grade level, you give them an A. The purpose of the grades is just to help the school know, 
should they be looking at um, advanced classes, regular classes, remedial classes for your child? Because basically schools place by age. So the grade level isn't going to be the concern. It's more helping the school know what kind of classes your child should be in. And that's basically if you're wanting to put your child back into public school. That's if you're wanting to put them back, right. You know, you don't have to put them back. A lot of people are going to find that they love homeschooling and want to stick with it long term. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're feeling um, that you've heard from many more families that want to stick with it this year? There are a lot who want to stick with it. Obviously, some can't. You know, some may need to work and they need someone to watch the children during the day. And so school makes perfect sense to them. But there are a lot of people who are figuring out that they can do this, Mm -hmm. especially if one of the parents either doesn't work or has um, a job that can be done from home or maybe grandma or someone else can help. Um, There are a lot of people who are realizing that their children are learning so much more and it's less stressful, more enjoyable while they're homeschooling. Yeah, and I just feel like Palm Beach County has exploded as far as their offerings for um, co-ops or drop-off programs, not your traditional school base. We've always had a lot because people don't realize how many homeschoolers we have. Before covid the public schools were reporting that we had about 7,300 homeschooled kids, but that's only counting the ones who report to the county. Some people use private schools called umbrella schools to homeschool through. So when you add up those numbers, and we can only estimate the number in umbrella schools, um, it's got to be at least 10,000 before COVID. And the numbers have gone up drastically. I heard um, one person told me that the school district reported that they'd had at least 5,000 new homeschoolers sign up in the past year. So that puts the number at probably over 15,000. With that many kids, there are lots of programs and such geared to homeschoolers. Now, obviously things have taken a step back because of COVID, number of things shut down for a while, but Mm -hmm. things are um, starting to open up a lot more um, and get back to where we were with programs and such available. Yeah. What would you say to, I hear a lot of moms say, well, my child doesn't want to listen to me. I don't think I can teach my child. It's frustrating. I mean, I hear this every day. Actually, that happens with me. (laughs) Some of that is just kids being kids and they're going to do that no matter what we're talking about, you know, whether you want them to make their bed or, or eat their vegetables or whatever. So some of it's a parenting issue, but a lot of it can be fixed by making homeschooling fit your child. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go and you just get a public school type curriculum that is one size fits all, the books and materials tend to be boring. You know, nobody looks back and says, oh, that was a fabulous textbook that I loved reading. Um, Oh, weren't those worksheets exciting? You know, nobody does that. And when we want to learn things for ourselves, we don't tend to say, let's get some worksheets. Um, So if you can find materials that are more interesting, that helps. There are so many different curricula out there that were designed by homeschooling parents to be more interactive and enjoyable. And you don't even have to use curriculum. You can use 
any kind of materials, even if they weren't designed to be in a classroom. So for example, when I was studying or my children were studying physics, I found a cartoon book uh, at the local library um, that was on physics. So we use that as part of our materials. Um, when my eldest was young, he asked me if he could study with Legos. And I was like, sure, let's find ways to study with Legos. Um, so I found all kinds of science activities that we could do with Legos. And he loves Legos. So he wasn't about to fight those kind of lessons. So if you can pull in what they're interested in, it changes it completely. Um, my youngest, we were having a bit of a struggle with reading. He got sick of the reading curriculum that I was using. He had learned the basic phonics skills, but wasn't reading on his own yet. Um, but he was fighting me when I tried to use our reading curriculum. So I dumped it and we searched around and eventually came across the Dog Man series, which he loves. And because he loves it, he didn't fight if we practiced reading with it. In fact, when we're done with our lessons together, he would then go in his room with Dogman and try to figure it out. And he would read it and reread it and reread it. And quickly he became an independent reader. So if you work with your child and try to figure out what will work for them, it will make it so much easier and they'll learn more because they're interested and they want to get it. That's so good. I'm going to have to look up that Dogman series. Because I have a struggling reader right now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a lot of people will worry if I'm only using what my child's interested in. How's that work? Because, you know, the world doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. But if we think about it as adults, um, we get jobs. We try to get jobs that we're interested in, you know, that fit our interests. Um, if we have one that we're not interested in, we're going to hate it. We're going to hate going to work and we're, we're not going to be very good at that job. So it's the same with kids, you know, try to make it work for them. They'll enjoy it. They'll get more out of it and you won't have the fight. Right. And it takes a while to get a rhythm, I feel like. It does. Getting a rhythm is very helpful. And especially the first year, there's a lot of experimentation. Um, you might try one thing and maybe it's not working so well. So, you know, don't, don't feel afraid to dump it and try something else pay attention to your kid. You know, if you, if you ask them to learn something, say pick a project, or maybe you give them a topic, you say, okay, we're going to do some science. Um, maybe you want to learn about volcanoes. So what do you want to do? And watch what they want to do when they want to learn something. Does your child immediately go for videos? Then maybe you need to involve more videos in your lessons. Or does your child go for books? then great, go for the books. Does your child want to head straight for um, experiments and models? Then maybe you need to find more hands-on stuff. If you work with the way they learn instead of fighting it, it just makes education easier and better for everybody involved. Right. And that's really the beauty of homeschooling. We mm -hmm. have that ability to do that. Right. So tell, tell us a little bit about Palm Beach County homeschoolers. So Palm Beach County Homeschoolers started um, 27 years ago by a woman named Mary Young. She started a group for people who wanted a homeschool group that was not religiously affiliated. There was one 
homeschooling group at that time that was religiously affiliated. She wanted an option. Um, so she home, she ran the group until her children graduated. She passed the reins on to another mom and she homeschooled until her kids graduated. And I ended up taking over in 2009. Um, so I have been running it since then. Mm -hmm. uh, we are open to all homeschoolers. Uh, we have a variety of backgrounds. You know, we have people from all races, religions, etc. And uh, in normal times, we had tons of activities going on. We had an annual talent show. We had science day. We had um, a geography fair. We had all kinds of field trips and park days and clubs and classes. Um, Things shut down when, you know, COVID shut us down for a while and we've reopened. We are um, not offering as many things yet. We are slowly working our way back to that. Right now we have um, park meetings twice a month um, where masks are optional. Uh, we were also having some that were masks required so that people who felt comfortable with that um, had an option. Those have, um, kind of stopped because wearing masks at a park in the heat is a little much. So they've started doing more beach things. Mm -hmm. Um, but so that's going on. We have a girl scouts group that's meeting in person. We had a number of activities like drama club and a math club and such. Um, that have finished up. There'll be some other things starting. Uh, we have some online activities going on, um, like there's an art club and, and a knitting club. Um, but so we, we've got activities and we're slowly gearing up. Hopefully next year we'll be back more to our, our normal selves with the talent shows and that sort of thing. That's fun. It sounds like a good place to get encouragement and just be filled up. Yes. So part mom. of our, our mission is we're a support group. So yeah. we offer educational activities and such, but we also offer information. So parents who um, are starting out and need to know, you know, what they need to do, we can help them there. Um, we have parents who've tried all sorts of different curricula and methods and such. Um, so they can offer help in, trying to figure out what will work best for your child. Um, we offer chances for parents to get together and, you know, um, kind of talk about what is going on, talk about their struggles and figure out ways to deal with them, um, share their joys, you know, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, and in normal times, uh, part of what we also did was if people had, um, curriculum that maybe wasn't a good fit for them uh, and they just wanted rid of it, they could bring it and we had a free table where other people could come and pick it up. So yeah. um, it, it was a way of sharing resources since most homeschoolers uh, don't have two incomes, mm -hmm. although some do. Um, resources tend to be tight. So we found ways to um, help each other by sharing what we had that we weren't using as well. That's so good. I feel like it's so valuable to have a connection, to know that you don't have to do this alone and mm -hmm. just stay at home with your kid. Correct. <laughs> That's not what homeschooling means. 
Right. And that's what surprises a lot of people. A lot of them think homeschooling, I'm going to be on my own. But when you know that there are thousands and thousands of homeschoolers in our community, it means you don't have to be alone at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have so many options, you know, so many yeah, people who can help you. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So as we close, could you give some words of encouragement to parents who are thinking about homeschooling next year or not sure if they should continue? So one of the things I offer to people who aren't sure about homeschooling is that in all the years that I've been doing this, I have heard a lot of people regret um, not not starting homeschooling sooner than they did. I can't recall a single one who regretted trying it, though. So I always think that, you know, if you're thinking about it, jump in and try it. You can always go back to school if you want. You're not you're not making a permanent commitment. Um, You know, your child can go back and uh, be moved just fine into the grade level or whatever that they were at. Um, So, you know, it's it's worth trying. For people who aren't sure about continuing, you know, homeschooling has so many benefits, especially once you find a social outlet, too. And that's, you know, a big part of what groups like mine do is we offer um, opportunities for your kids to get out and do things with other kids and see that they're not the only ones homeschooled, make friends, that sort of thing. Uh, Once you put that piece in there, which has been a little harder this year because of COVID, Um, then homeschooling is so much less stressful than schooling. Kids tend to really take off and learn so much more if you allow them to um, learn some based on their interests and such. Um, You know, lots of homeschooled kids are taking college classes while they're in high school. Um, In Palm Beach County, we have lots of homeschooled kids who actually earn a two-year degree before they graduate high school. So, you know, that tells you that they are thriving and doing well. That is so good. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for coming on and just giving encouragement to Palm Beach County and to all of our moms who just You're welcome. You're welcome. I hope to have you back on. Maybe we can talk about another topic. Okay, sure. Okay. Thanks for checking out our podcast today. If you have a local homeschool story that you would like to share, check us out at localhomeschoolers.com and tune in next week to hear our latest episode.